0: This episode of Grunt Work brought to you by the birds and the bees. Ah, yes. It's springtime when every parent has to talk with their kids about interspecies breeding. You know, (laughs) Truman, when a bird and a bee love each other very much, they come together to
1: create a horrible hybrid creature that will one day enslave all of humanity. (laughs) What's that sound? Everybody look what's going round. And what's going round is another episode of Grunt Work, the podcast where we watch every episode of Home Improvement and then talk about it. I'm your host, Truman Caps, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Landon Solano. That's me. That's you. Well, here we are again.
0: Yes. In front of the microphones, in your <laughs> apartment. It's been so long. Indeed. Uh, for us, it's been, it's been a quite horrible. a while. Yes. For everyone else, it's been a week at the most. Yeah. Should I or be- it might have been 15 seconds as the last episode turns into this episode if they are binge listening to us. Uh, you know, actually, the Surgeon General uh, recommends <laughs> that you
1: not binge listen to our podcast <laughs> because there's just there's just too much comedy for one person <laughs> to handle in that. It's like It's, it's true. You know, you can drink one O'Douls, and it's like, yeah, there's no alcohol
0: in that, but if you slam 40 O'Douls, you're going to get a mild buzz off the low alcohol content of those near beers. It's so funny you mentioned that, because I just looked at a random website today that you can put in um, a your age, your weight, and choose a specific beverage, and it will tell you how much you can safely consume in a day, and how much will kill you. Uh, Why
1: were you looking at this site? Are things going okay in your life, Landon? <laughs> It's like, how drunk
0: can I get without endangering well, myself? <laughs> I was very curious, because I drink a lot of coffee, mm. uh, how much coffee I should be drinking, or could drink in a oh, day. Oh, it's not just alcohol. It's, no, no, it's, it's anything. all, all anything. beverages. And I can drink uh, 3.7 cups in a day, safely. Um, and 94 cups will kill me, so... Okay, so just to hit that happy, just split that <laughs> so difference. We're in the middle there. Just, so how many cups do you drink a day, like...
1: Now, before your eyes were opened to this new information, I'd say it was probably about four. Four? Okay, yeah. so you're you're on track. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm in the safe fish zone. Imagine if you read that right as you were bringing your ninety fourth cup of coffee for the day. To your <laughs> lives. You just do an
0: epic spit take. <laughs> yeah, but that one spit would save my life because that would have pushed me over the ninety fourth. <laughs> and also, just it's great comedy. Uh, indeed. Yeah. Um. So listen i am listening came across something kind of peculiar on on the internets that's the best uh, place to find peculiar things i, I <laughs> have come to find. Have you heard of the term y t p is that like x y z examine your zipper <laughs> uh no, but that's a fantastic thing from the nineties that we should definitely bring back your your teeth pleats i don't know <laughs> what is it what does it stand for okay so i don't I don't know the origins of this Term, but it stands for YouTube poop.
1: Oh, wait, it's those weird YouTube videos.
0: Yeah, so you're familiar with?
1: These? I've I've seen yeah, I've seen some of those. Yeah, it's like they'll do ones from the old Russian Mario cartoons or whatever. Mm, yeah, or, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: Apparently, home improvement is like a backbone of YouTube poop. I'm gonna just call it YTP. <laughs> I love the
1: look on your face. You YouTube and you realized I'm an adult trying to be a professional. You said poop. <laughs> Okay, but YTP, so so Home Improvement is the the er ur-text of this. Yeah,
0: and I've sent out a few um, uh, tweets, late-night tweets about this, uh, uh, embedding a few of these videos, and before I quite knew what this was, I just thought, like, oh, that's a weird, uncomfortable thing that someone edited (laughs) together. And lo and behold, there's a treasure trove of these specifically dedicated to Home Improvement, dissecting Home Improvement. Uh, the so laugh tracks and like all these i mean okay so anyone that's not familiar with this apparently youtube poop are <laughs> videos of existing content uh think Tim and Eric toned yeah uh where it's meant to make the the viewer they're they're humorous kind of irreverent but meant to make the viewer confused a little <laughs> uncomfortable uh they're, they're, they're ed- very avant-garde they're edited in like kind of a funny way right to like it's like purpose well i don't know they like edit together all the awkwardest moments yeah exactly
1: like artificial silence
0: the way that i would kind of uh associate it is uh, if you can picture um watching something on demand and that digital noise that happens Mm. that kind of makes the image look a little max headroomy yeah like "Eh," you know as he's like jittering out a little bit yeah um that's how most of these are played out um Anyhow, I just found that very interesting and wondered, like, what is what what is it about Home Improvement that appeals to these people? Well, I think that a lot of uh, – probably what it
1: is is that Home Improvement is such kind of a quintessentially uh, – you know, people think of it as the, the typical family 90s sitcom, and it's all supposed to be – it presents this very unsubversive view of comedy, mm. and then YouTube Poop is kind of taking this show that, that at least has this reputation for being – I don't know if wholesome is really the word, but it's very much mainstream. I mean, when you talk about what mm-hmm. mainstream comedy is, Home Improvement, like a '90s sitcom, is the most mainstream you can yeah. get. And then trying to just make it weird and like and like bizarre and funny in an absurd way. Right, right. I guess that making like I feel like this show is a better target for that. Than something like Seinfeld or Golden Girls that's very self-aware. Sure. As opposed to Home Improvement, which is more in it for the, well, I don't want to say in it for
0: the lulls, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is interesting, uh, and this is kind of diverting from the, the YTP uh, combo here, but uh, I was reading up on just some history of how this show was received and its inception, uh, and The found... show was created in someone's dream. You mean know? <laughs> this is all a Herman's Head episode, um, or is it Dream on? What's the one? I don't know. Doesn't that, matter. Yeah, it's all a quantum leap. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, it's uh, all a Star Trek Enterprise. This. <laughs> uh boo. Um, not to you. Boo to how that ended. That was a bad show. Yeah. It was uh. Bad. Anyhow, Home Improvement, Success, and Inception came. As a response to this kind of... What the, the sitcom... The family sitcom had become in the 80s with Married with Children. Yeah. That it was kind of a re, uh, intentional return to wholesome-ish. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Beep, boopop, <laughs> uh, Wholesome uh, family entertainment. Yeah. Uh, or maybe maybe I should say entertainment for the whole family. Because I do feel like there's a little bit of difference in that... Yeah. In, in much the way that Shrek... Was definitely a kids' movie, but had stuff for adults hey, to hey, appreciate.
1: Hey, grownups, we put some 70s pop songs in this kids' movie, <laughs> and there's a dance scene at the end. I'm very, very hidden, uh, uh, phallic humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and this is a, this is a call to all those YouTube poopers out there. If you are, uh, you know, if you've been practicing your YTP art for years and years and you want to give it the, the boost that grunt work can give you, uh, please tweet at us with your best YouTube yeah. poop. I uh, just fling your best poop ass. <laughs> and also,
0: uh, if there's any uh, PYTs out there, you can send me a DM.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if um, I, Wolf, you're speaking, this is like this is like Navajo Code Talkers now, <laughs> starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the movie was just called Code Talkers, not Navajo Code Talkers. And it actually might not have been called Code Talkers, but I know that Nicolas Cage was in a World War II movie about Navajo Code Talkers. Was it Wind, Wind Wakers? No, that's a Zelda game. Wind, windwalkers, windtalkers, wind. wind, wind, talkers? wind. <laughs> what are we doing with? What is this? Who listens to this? Okay, uh, Land, well, look, but before before we say any you more know. words that sound like other words, Landon, why don't you tell yeah. us what happened this week on Home Improvement? Did you know that we watched an episode? I, you know, I have va- I had vague memories before yeah.
0: before Nicolas Cage and and the rest of the U.S. Army invaded. Well, let's bring us back on track here. Yes. Uh, the name of this episode is called "Else Fair and Love and War," and that's a that it's a very promising title for what I
1: think was a promising
0: episode. <laughs> it was. I have many questions about it, but let's let's so many go. Questions. Let's do a little synopsis here. Uh, surprise! An old guest of Tool time has returned. Uh, callback that's, action. That's right. Uh Greta Post from the All Woman episode of Tool Time, uh, which for the home improvement title was called Reach Out and Touch Someone. Um, uh she's back and she has sent Al a love letter. Um excited but a little nervous, Al hymns and haws over asking her out and uh, relies on the help of Tim to light a fire under his ass, which And he, in her heart. <laughs> and her heart. Uh Tim sets up a family barbecue so that Al can invite her over for their date and uh, then proceeds to give him some advice on how to let his inner wild man shine through uh, and sidestep Al's sensitivity. Um, but Al and takes... Guess yeah.
1: how that turns out. It
0: <laughs> works perfectly well. Yep. Al takes this advice a little too literally um, and his date with Greta derails, uh, at least temporarily. Meanwhile, at home, uh, Jill finds her old college diary And Tim continually tries to read it behind her back. Uh, Many of the entries are about past lovers, but ultimately that storyline culminates in uh, the moment that they first fell in love. Yes. Uh, That's essentially the environment of this episode. Yeah, I I would
1: say so. That's a succinct uh, representation of what the environment is. Also, uh, Jenny Zadarsky still
0: dating Bradley. Yeah, there's a lot to kind of uh, pull apart in terms of our guest stars and, and what's happening here. I mean, just as a reminder, we this is the penultimate episode of season one. Yeah. Uh, so if this were like an hour-long modern-day drama, storylines would be getting wrapped up. This would be the, uh, this would be the crazy episode yeah. where, where like Brad gets killed and everybody goes <laughs> back to Winterfell and tries to figure out what we do next. <laughs> I, well, let's start. I have a, a very specific question Ask for me. you. That's what I'm here for. I feel like this is a good intro to this. Uh, yes. Talking about this. How do you feel about the tone of this episode?
1: The tone of this episode. I think that at the very end, they they take a pretty sentimental tone. Mm-hmm. The, the episode culminates with after Al has screwed everything up, he, he you know flees to the set of tool time where Tim and Jill and Greta find him, and it's all kind of dramatically lit with just a couple spotlights, and after uh, Al and Greta have this uh, sort of heartfelt makeup, then Tim and Jill sit there and also have this heartfelt discussion about when they first fell in love. Right. Uh, So, you know, I don't think this was the funniest episode by Mm -hmm. any means. And honestly, I think think they missed a big opportunity by just not having Al be at the barbecue with the kids and the girl. Like, that was the comedy I was waiting for. Right. And I think that... I think that you know affected the tone of it. They clearly wanted to take it in a more emotional direction.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Because uh, what was it? Two episodes ago, we had the birds of a feather flock yes. to Taylor. Yes, and I'm going to say that title all the way through every time. Yeah, <laughs> we should we should abbreviate it like the YouTube yeah. poop people. B A F. I'm bad with that. Bath. Yeah, BAFTA at uh, the BAFTA awards um so in that episode there was some real interesting pacing issues uh, like they yeah. as we discussed kind of I feel like gave them room uh, gave Ernest Borgnine room to like monologue and have these yeah. uh, gravitas moments um and I feel like they were trying their hand at that again I you know even um in uh, what was the last episode we watched, Luck Be a Tailor tonight? Yeah, there was a little bit of that where it just like feels like it's slowing the pace down a little bit. Yeah, uh, which a slower pace isn't like ripe ground for comedy. Yeah, but Especially it is on for storytelling. Show. Yeah, and that's I guess kind of what I'm driving at here is wh- what do you think they're trying to do with this story? Well, this I mean th- this episode it you know to your
1: earlier point about oh if this is an hour long drama they'd be wrapping up storylines. I, there does seem to be a lot kind... Like, this felt very much to me like, oh yeah, almost the end of the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: B, you know, A, just all the characters have kind of gelled enough. Like, Al being single has been a plot point throughout the season. Greta is a character from an earlier episode who we even talked about on the show. Yeah. And uh, I remember I had uh, I'd theorized that the reason nothing happened with her is because she was a white supremacist. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs>
0: Evidently, that's not a deal-breaker for Al. Um, well, this is... Okay, let me jump into this, too, because yeah. my question is, why bring Greta back as opposed to someone new? Like, what, I, what is... This is a sitcom where everything's supposed to reset to status quo at the end of each episode. It's peculiar to me that they decided to bring someone back... As opposed to introduce someone new, I I think that. Well, I think again because they're wrapping up the season, they. I mean, they're almost taking this view
1: of like, hey. Hey, people who – it's like a gift to the fans who have been with them from the get-go. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, look how look how much story we've told over the course of this year. Look at all the things that have happened to these people. You remember when this person came mm-hmm. in. You remember, you know, oh, Ginny Zadarsky is still hanging out and around, and their relationship has progressed. Look look at her here. And, oh, there's these – this, you know, yo know, Al's always single. You remember how he's had trouble with that? No, oh, there's that girl that he met in another episode – it's. I think they're tossing out these kind of rewards to people, saying, "Hey okay. guys, thanks for watching. It's been a long season. Come back next year."
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even though even though this isn't the last one, they they yeah. knew you know the end was around the corner. Yeah, we have one more episode left. Um, and I I'd be surprised if any of these people show up again in that episode at least. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Greta's going to become a recurring <laughs> thing. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I. You know what? I, the IMDb information for her says that she. Um, was only in two episodes. Oh, no. So this is our last Greta Post uh, I'm sad appearance. now. Are you really?
1: <laughs> you should also, there, we should. you know, put up a post on the website that's the Greta Post post. That's just a post all about <laughs> Greta Post. Um, I, I suggest that when you're the one who posts things on the website. So I'm really saying you should do some extra work so that I can have <laughs> a laugh at some wordplay. That's Greta, Greta Post for you, Jennifer Nash. Good, good for, good for her. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited that she had a good career. I hope that she's happy in her life, whatever she's doing now, be it, be it real estate or just, uh, you know. Well, I hope she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, she is still alive. Okay, that's good. That's According good. to IMDb, I can't verify that, but uh, well, you know, I feel like they would, they would want to be up to date on which people are alive and which ones are dead. I'd hope so. Uh so. So, here's, here's the question that I have for you. Okay. Has Al ever had a girlfriend in his life? Has he ever had any interaction mm. with a woman? Because, here here's what... So, the the episode begins with Tim and Al looking at the TV, and Al is freaking out because, oh, Greta Post is yeah. here. Oh, she sent me this love letter, and she's come to the show again.
0: What do you think she wants? Well, <laughs> he, he kind of knows what she wants. Yeah. He might be a little... But he he's like saying, I think she I think she's interested in me because she signed this letter and dotted all of her eyes with uh with hearts and you know. Um I he knows. I, maybe it's that nice guy thing that he doesn't want to admit to himself or it's yeah. too scary to admit to himself that like, oh, she's like so into me, yeah. so interested. Like he Al's obviously not that sort of personality.
1: Yeah, he's a nice guy, as he says. <laughs> yeah. Uh why <well>, he <sighs> I just think I don't know. If I get a handwritten letter from a woman, maybe yeah. it's just a time of you know product of the era that we're in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even she doesn't even have to sign you know d- dot the the eyes with hearts. Just the fact that oh you you wrote me a letter with your bare hands. <laughs> right. this, this calls for more for more thought and investigation. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't know. I mean, do you, do you think that he has just left lived a monastic mm. life of tool
0: assisting? All right. Getting back to your question here, um, I he has to have had experiences. I. Whether or not he's had long term girlfriends uh, I, I I'm led to believe no, I'd be shocked if he was a virgin, yeah, though. yeah, I, I mean there's no evidence to say he's not, maybe. Maybe he is. I don't know. No, I, maybe that's a very special episode we have to look forward to. I don't, Tim coaches Al for the birds and the bees. I, I don't I don't look forward to that
1: episode. That's a little <laughs> more special than I want. No, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know. Yeah, maybe on his 18th birthday his dad took him up to Saskatchewan and got him one of those famed uh, Canadian prostitutes <laughs> for the night, you know, yeah. just to
0: make a, a real tool assistant man out of him. Well, we don't know anything about Al's father. We never actually see Al's mother on this show. She's like the Norm's wife or the. Oh, uh, yeah. Or the Maris. Maris from Frasier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we never actually see her, so they're. they're yeah, these are like Lego pieces that are clicking together. Yeah, like, yeah, bit by bit. I and don't know he's... what picture it's making, but.
1: Uh... But if you step on it in the middle of the night, it's going to hurt you a lot. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, so he's just so. He's so nervous about what to do, and then, yeah. like, they go out for the show. Uh, I get, like, Lisa comes in to introduce the them, and this is. We get this
0: kind of. Glimpse of her in the background. I mean, she was so unenthusiastic. She she like introduced the show like, "Hey everybody, you know what time it is? It's it's tool time. That's right. Benford Tools is proud to present." I haven't given been given anything to do on the show for this entire season. Just collect your paychecks, Pamela Anderson. (laughs) You don't have to be all frowny about it. I mean, why? I mean, I would be too. I mean, if I. I don't know. I, I think she got kind of a raw deal here. True, I guess. I mean, but she's but, the only one who hasn't been given
1: a storyline. Uh, yeah, aside from just flirting with Al at convenient moments. I yeah. mean, really, really, what would have made more sense was for the all of the hints that he and Lisa were going to be a thing to to pay to off, to culminate here.
0: into something. Yeah,
1: and had that happened, Pamela Anderson probably would have stayed on Home Improvement, <laughs> and then Baywatch. Would have had to find some other uh,
0: oh, uh, you know, statuesque blonde. History would have been different. Oh, man. Whatever would we do? <laughs> uh, whatever... We do still have one more episode, so maybe this is... And w- uh... well,
1: one more whole season with her, too.
0: With her, yes, yeah. but in this maybe maybe they'll hook up in the last episode.
1: So they go out and they start they uh, start the show and Al is like it's like he's hiding behind Tim almost, <laughs> which is really funny. Yeah, and then it's like you know Tim asks Al what are we gonna do this week mm-hmm. and Al's like Al can't remember what day of the week it is and what yeah. thing they're doing. He winds up this is actually interesting to me. So he keeps looking at Greta in the audience and getting distracted, and then finally. He's like, "Oh, we're doing this week. It's outdoor lighting. Oh well, here's a whole sample of a bunch of outdoor lights we're gonna do." And Al winds up dropping this tray full of outdoor lights that shatter all over yeah. the ground. And then for the first time ever, we hear like you know a, a bell ring off
0: camera, and someone goes, "Okay, let's reset that and take yeah, it again." Yeah, that was very jarring to me because it. Yeah. I assumed that they were filming live, not necessarily it's, broadcasting live, but like. Well, I mean, what they do—the show is done live because in the past. Tim
1: has been, like, telling Jill to call in while... Remember that episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. The,
0: where, where, what about Bob? The, where yeah, she's oh, yeah. calling for the the Bob Vila trilogy... Or, uh, yeah. Uh, trivia contest. Yeah, no, the Bob Vila trilogy. It's it's <laughs> it's this old house, this older house, and then uh, this old house, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's true. It's... Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye... Maybe, maybe they do live episodes for guest stars. Okay. Um... And then – or maybe they're, they tape additional episodes for syndication. Or or maybe all the episodes are live and the show is just so poorly produced that they <laughs> fuck up. And it's just,
1: hey, everybody watching at home, forget the last couple seconds. We're going to just go back and do it
0: again. I mean, we've seen evidence that that could quite well be true. I, I mean, yeah. I, I Honestly, I wouldn't put it past the
1: producers of this show to be like, oh, man, we forgot to buy film for the cameras. Let's just go to every <laughs> – Every
0: viewer's house and put on a puppet show for them of <laughs> of this Tool Time episode. <laughs> Mister Binford demands it. Yes, he mandates uh, the Tool Time puppet hour. Yes,
1: yes. O- Oleg Veselyatov, the Russian mobster who's funding this show, uh, <laughs> demands that we produce some facsimile of a TV series. Oh my god. Uh, so Al s- Al screws up again and again on set, and uh, that and you know ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they just have
0: to. I, yeah, we screws up, they reset the thing, and then I yeah. guess we go. Home I just, again. I love that, like Al's, the the thing that drives Al into like Tim level incompetence and nerve, uh, like uh, accident proneness is when he's in the midst of someone he likes. Or the, not even that, because we saw, uh, what was it, Jill's birthday when... Yeah. I don't know, I guess it was a, a pretty girl that yeah. came up with the perfume and he, like, yeah. knocked the mannequin over. Yeah, yeah, he saw. always gets clumsy yeah. around ladies. Yeah, it's uh, very endearing. I don't know, I love it. I. It's Al's only weakness is
1: women, and Tim's only weakness is having to do his job. <laughs> the, you know, it, it's, it's balanced. One has weakness, where the other has strength. Yes. Al is good at Tim's job. And
0: Tim is already married. Together they make the perfect man. Yes. I do want to bring up one, one more thing before yeah. we move on from yeah, the scene. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh we we have seen it in a previous episode. I believe it, it was um the second it might have even been the first episode with Betsy Randall with playing Karen. Oh yeah. yeah. Um about uh men starting wars and whatever. Anyhow, What's going to become a, a trope on the show is Tim's, uh, Tim's little demonstration cards, his little oh, cue yeah. cards of, uh, pictures of things. Yeah. Um, and we, we get them in their full capacity in this one. And I have to ask you, so he's talking about the outdoor lighting. And he's yeah. Like, if you want uh if you want a nice romantic setting on your patio, here's this. And, and the audience them. goes, ooh. And then he shows another one and they go Ah and then he shows if you want uh if you wanna outdoor light your monument, yeah. And then he pulls up a picture of the Washington monument, which just happens to be conveniently located in his groin region. Yeah. Was that a dick joke? Or was that an unintentional? Well, Landon, I'm gonna go ahead and say even if it wasn't
1: written as a dick joke, I'm sure it turned into a dick joke on set. <laughs> Like you can't I mean the Washington Monument is one of America's most most uh prominent phalluses yep. in a country full of large cities with skylines made out of just upward jutting penises. <laughs> uh but I, I I think that yeah, you can't Well, really what did it for me is when he then starts singing hail to the chief and dancing the the Washington <laughs> Monument back and forth, which is kind of kind of almost to simulate him waggling his, his dick around. Yeah, exactly. Audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I think it was that I just I, I like the idea of doing these kind of cue card-based jokes. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't really think this one was super strong. Like, yeah. the punchline punch is, hey, I've shown you two pictures of backyards with lights in them. Now, this isn't a backyard.
0: <laughs> eh? You're expecting a third backyard, yeah. but I showed you a major American monument. <laughs> but Truman, you're expecting top-level comedy writing. Oh. And we're talking about public access, cable access, uh, television. Y- you pulled the old switcheroo. It's actually the best joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> For the context in which they are filming. Yes. Um, it's very realistic. <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah the writers really wanted to get that authenticity. Um, okay, so let's dive back in. Do you have anything else on the thought of them not filming live versus filming live? I no. Mean, it, I find it interesting, and I want to kind of keep a bead on... Yeah, the production tactics of Tool Time.
1: I think it's worth considering, but I also wouldn't put it past them. Just like they wrote it, and then after the fact it was like, "Oh wait, in that other episode they shoot the show live." Nah, <laughs> fuck it. No one's no one's scrutinizing these episodes carefully and discussing them at length and putting them up on a on a communications network that does not yet exist. So uh, you know, it, it, it could be there could be a more sinister explanation, or it could just be uh, you know, yeah. Basic writing.
0: Basic writing. Just basic writing stuff. It is interesting, though, like we do live in the age of binge watching, that you can pick up on these incongruities because you're watching them, you know, back to back to back to back. Yeah. But back in the day, it's, you have to wait a week. Yeah. Sometimes eight months. Well, I guess we, we have like Game of Thrones Period right now where we have to wait eighteen months before the next season. Yeah, which sucks. But
1: but there's also a whole cottage industry now dedicated to hey, here's what happened on the last season condensed into like three minutes, or yeah, right. uh, here's an in depth discussion episode by episode of everything that happened and our theories about it. Yeah. There wasn't, like, there just wasn't as much business talking about TV at the
0: time. Right. Probably because it didn't bear as much discussion, usually. Yeah. But I also think that that's why these sitcoms were so much more popular than they are now, because you had these recurring jokes that don't feel tired because you're not listening to, you know, listening to them one after another, after another, after another. You get more story-based stuff nowadays. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I'm actually I've been surp- I've been surprised how few times I've felt like oh man I've heard that joke a billion times. Like the most grating thing to me watching them in this relatively close succession is just the transitions, which weren't even let's, really oh yeah. Let's God. go into that because uh, yeah, this episode. Felt like they learned a lesson. I, again, I think they, they, like, I was so upset about it last week that it traveled back in time <laughs> and taught them that they shouldn't upset
0: me. The last two weeks, I feel like, yeah, I mean, starting, I mean, they've been, they've been pushing the questionably, you know, what is acceptable limit. Yeah, they're testing uh, boundaries. Yeah, exactly. What will the audience withstand? Since Jill's birthday. I feel like since uh Pink's wife going down that slip and slide That was a turning point. Because that, <laughs> that was also the the candle and the teardrop all appear in that one episode. And since then they've just gotten more audacious up until I feel like the pinnacle was the milk. Uh the milk in that's right, Birds of a Feather, Flock the Tailor, say the whole title every single time. Um, <laughs> Woo Go go
1: go go go.
0: <laughs> uh, and yeah. So then we had the poker night last week, which was uh, they had a lot of yeah poker chip uh, transitions. Yeah, yeah,
1: turning into a blue chip and flipping away into yep. the into the void.
0: Um, this week though, I mean, I
1: the, the, give the, it to us. The biggest one, I I mean, it was a lot of like the screen peeling apart, or the the most noticeable one to me was we transition. From a Taylor House scene back to the tool time set. And it's like the two like the two two sides of the tool time backdrop, that country-looking backdrop, yeah. come at you and they've got this jagged edge on them from either side of the screen and lock together and then we're in the next scene. Kind of like a heart pendant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The one I thought was best is there's a scene where Tim and Al are both... Uh, looking at uh, Greta on a monitor that's showing an image of the audience. <laughs> right. This whole scene plays out, and they walk out of frame, and then basically a a black square screen, I know this sounds weird, guys, a black square screen flies into frame and attaches itself over the screen on the television to make the screen on the television go black, and then another black screen comes and attaches itself to, like, the screen that we are watching on from the inside to make us go to black. <laughs> And I just, I just thought that I'm not saying that was
0: good, but that was kind of clever. At yeah. least I, I like. Well, there that. you go. Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of touching on what we've discussed, which is they're going to paint themselves into a corner, and the only way out is to get creative. Yeah. Um. And I think concise, because yeah. that was the most convoluted one of this episode. Most yeah. of them were pretty like the screen peels away, and you know, we're as in the next like, scene. Yeah. Exactly. As like the page of a diary, it uh, just kind of turns. Into the next scene. Wait, and, and I, I completely
1: forgot that happened until you said it now because that is just, because it, it was just like, so, oh yeah, that's just normal. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. So this is how desensitized home improvement has got me. Tell me. Uh, I talk. I know. uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna spare you having to tell me this. I know you don't watch The Sopranos, but I do watch The Sopranos. It is a show that is very important to me. Please tell me they have
0: bullet hole transitions. Oh,
1: every every episode, every episode, (laughs) and then like a little a little cartoon. The Sopranos logo comes out and goes, "Hey, bada bing! How about the next scene now? Hey, gabagool!" Uh, I keep remembering that you actually are are Italian, so I'm just just offenses on it. You can make all kinds of jokes about people from Finland. That's all right, I poisoned your water. Uh, that's that's good. Oh man, I've I've had too much already. <laughs> uh well, I I how many glasses of this do I have to drink to kill
0: me? Is it like more than 94? However much it takes to put you at the bottom to swim with the fishes. I'm I'm real S- good at my f- Italian.
1: I I know you, you clearly a few things were lost on the way from Sicily. The po- look, we're we're talking <laughs> about transitions, more <laughs> There is one episode of The Sopranos, uh, in, in, I think the fourth or fifth season that, I mean, I would say that most, if not, yeah, most Sopranos episodes are quite good. And this one is, is extremely good. But there is one moment in it where there is a really weird, like, editing transition from one scene to the next. Like, basically, uh, uh, Edie Falco, who plays Tony Soprano's wife, is walking away from this guy, uh, who she's just delivered this kind of stern put down to. And she's walking away from him, and then, She just suddenly – it goes into slow motion and then it's this very slow wipe from left to right like in a Star Wars movie and Mm -hmm. then we're in the next scene. And The Sopranos, which is a show that is generally pretty cleanly and stylishly edited, you never see – like there's never a transition like that before and never afterwards in the whole like six, seven-year run of the show. And fans to this day – we'll talk about, except that one transition in that season. You remember that? <laughs> Why did they do that? What did that mean? People are trying to par- parse the meaning of, like, what David Chase was saying about about Carmela Soprano oh God, in that they're moment. They're
0: trying to squeeze analyst yeah. analysis out of it. Yeah,
1: like, when, in the AV Club review of that episode, they're like, uh, you know, A-, A plus asterisk, except for that one transition. The point is, all I'm saying is, for for that show there is all this body of discussion and analysis of one transition meanwhile on home improvement in this episode we saw a transition where a diary page fades into the screen and turns and i don't even bat my eye at it cuz it's just normal <laughs> it's really it's too normal <laughs> i know I, it's it's the, that is the new normal yeah. by which i mean the old normal from the 90s
0: <laughs> uh it's our new reality
1: True, true. For the next for the next seven years <laughs> of television that we'll be watching yeah. in the next four years four of our
0: lives. Four and a half years. Oh man, we're going to Home Improvement yeah. University. Did yeah. you realize that this is going to be a four and a half year endeavor when you suggested it to me?
1: I, you know, I knew I kind of pictured it being like I don't know. I picture it being like in science fiction movies when everybody gets on a spaceship to go to a new planet, and it's like <laughs> a whole generation of us will live and die on this ship. Like, yeah. I, I don't, neither of us really is planning on kids, but I almost like the idea that it takes so long that we
0: have to raise families just to take over the family podcast. <laughs> it's kind of like television shows. They have all the, like, uh, the babies born, you know, and then they do yeah. the big, uh, uh, family photo at the end of the series.
1: Oh man, at the, yeah, at the end of, uh, well, at the end of the podcast, we should do like a family photo of like all the koji burritos I've eaten <laughs> in the process of being here. Oh, I guess you should have been photographing those. The whole time,
0: anyway, I photographed them with my brain. that's good. I photographed them with my mouth, <laughs> no, nope. gross awful, okay, the show, the show we' we're, we're... <laughs> I want to live in that moment for a moment. Right. Um, no. all right, let's get back to uh what's happening here so yeah. um let's let's take this transition into of the diary, yeah. into talking about the diary, yeah. Yeah, so
1: yeah, they're they're doing spring cleaning at the Taylor mm-hmm. House and in the process. Jill is at well, the very least. Yeah, J- Jill is, and Tim is just crashing around the house being Tim. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so she's doing spring cleaning and in the process, uh, she finds first an old picture of her and Tim and then
0: also a wig of hers. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's too I mean did, even I have wigs. i
1: I've
0: I you know, <laughs> I've seen a lot of strange things in this apartment of yours. I have not yet seen a wig. <laughs> But I wouldn't put it
1: past you. Uh,
0: oh, I mean I this is from my acting days. Oh. I, I see. had uh, you know, from my burlesque days. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so
1: these are Merkins, you mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, look it up. I, I keep them hidden with my tassels. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> Dude welcome to our worst episode by far. Uh, uh, whether whether we're whether we're ruminating about the Sopranos
0: or talking about Merkins. <laughs> uh Merk work. Merk work. Okay. That's that's our next podcast. Um so Tim in the dining room, uh Brad and Jenny are um uh studying, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh this is like right before he goes to Discover Jill. Yeah. Uh and he throws out his like do you suppose joke that was which good. I feel like we've heard already, but you know, it's kind of a, a type of joke that we'll hear a lot more of. A dad joke, if you will. <laughs> uh way to classify that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, I, it's like it is the perfect way to describe that. Do you do you want to do do you
1: want to do the joke? I, I actually don't
0: remember what the joke oh, is. I, I, I just wrote, got I got so excited that he threw out one. I
1: wrote it down because I actually really liked this okay. exchange. So he sits down and she's like, "Oh, what what are you guys doing?" and and she I don't know, she says it's some sort of math that yeah, involves calculus, yeah. yeah. And, and he sits down Ten and year says, doing calculus.
0: I, I don't know, you had to don't go know. Land and you,
1: <laughs> you get your
0: finger on the pulse.
1: I, I think, well, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe Jenny Sadarsky really smart and Brad is just, Brad is just trying to, trying to Impressive. act it. Yeah. He's yeah. just getting drool on the paper, but trying to seem intellectual. <laughs> uh, so he sits down and says, so do you suppose they call those square roots because they're just not cool? And Jenny goes, ha 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 ha. And Brad just looks at him and goes dad and and tim just goes point taken and gets up and then he goes into the garage which i just like it was i think this is another another sort of uh,
0: penultimate episode of the season like okay we know the characters well enough now yeah. we know who everybody is which there's a, a great example of that with randy uh in a scene later that i'm just going to mention yeah, now sure, yeah, just do it yeah bear too much uh mentioning later but when he's getting ready for the barbecue he brings out the the propane and uh he goes uh, actually, what I, I wrote it down here. Um, <clears throat> okay, so, yeah, he he brings out the propane and uh, kneels down next to uh, Randy, and he's like, um, and we'll be cooking with what? <laughs> and expecting to hear... More power! Right, instead power. he goes, so, we'll be cooking with what? And Randy goes, the fire department?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: love that. Yeah, but it was another, like, example of them playing with what the audience is expecting already, which yeah. I love that we're already at that point.
1: I know, it, it's good. They really... And even i the, the bloopers at the end of this episode are just uh Tim Allen and Jonathan Taylor Thomas doing this scene together where he like grabs Jonathan Taylor Thomas by the collar to deliver a
0: goofy, friendly threat to him. Yeah. Which we forgot Jonathan Taylor Thomas' birthday was this week.
1: Oh my god, just... we forgot to tell
0: <laughs> I didn't I I get what did, did you th- get him? I I sent him a fruit basket. What do you send him? Uh I sent him a death wish. Wow! Because you sent him a gift and you didn't send me a gift for my birthday.
1: Well, yeah. Because how <laughs> how many times did you steal my heart on television in the '90s? Some people are more important to me than others, man. <laughs> Deal. <sighs> All
0: right. Yeah. Fair. Well, All right. I, that
1: that got dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
0: <laughs> back to back to Jill in uh, the diary. Let's just yeah. go through this whole diary. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's just subplot by subplot because yeah. it's it's. There's not a lot to the diary thing, I don't feel like.
1: I think this could have really been its own episode in its own way. Like, I I, I was seeing this going in a different way where, like... So, Jill, you know, in the process of cleaning out the house, Mm -hmm. she and Tim find her diary. She's trying to keep it away from Tim. Tim keeps uncovering it and finding it and finding ways to paw through it. And Jill keeps saying, no, no, don't look at my diary. But
0: in a kind of jokey way.
1: Yeah, it's never... Even when she swear makes him swear not to look at it and make him promise not to, and this is my private stuff. Don't look at it. Yeah. Uh. Even when she catches him in the act, it's always with kind of a sly smile on her face and like, yeah. "Hey,
0: now, I told <laughs> you not to do that." Which I think is great for her character because it just shows how much confidence she has and how much uh kind of faith she has in the marriage. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I had my past, which you know doesn't seem too sordid. Yeah. Uh. Despite what we make it out to be, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, certainly, certainly. Um. But. Yeah, I kind of I like that about her that she's able to laugh at herself and laugh at Tim and
1: Yeah, I think that, that were this the a plot of the episode, Jill would though actually be getting angry yeah, at Tim course, for pawing right. through her personal effects. But yeah, so it's just he he keeps kind of reading through it and and Jill's entries about like oh I, I met the man I'm gonna marry tonight and and his name is name is Dan Lyons or, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and oh yeah, well, so <laughs> so Tim Tim really wants to look at this book and like figure out who all of Jill's you know what you know, when did Jill really fall in love with? What was she thinking? Were there other dudes? Right. And so Jill makes him swear at one point Jill at one point says, I've hit it, you're never gonna find it, and I want you to swear to me that you'll never touch it. And he swears on Randy's head uh, (laughs) that I won't touch it and if I do my my son will go bald. Yeah. And then he and Randy go in the garage and shut the door and Tim
0: has Randy checking the lint trap of the dryer, and that's yeah. where she's hidden it. Which, I have to wonder... I mean, Jill's a smart cookie. She had to have put it in there knowing that Tim would find it. Also, but if she was a smart cookie, would she really put a, a combustible object in the lint trap of your dryer? Well, let's be honest. Tim's not using that dryer.
1: Well, yeah, okay, t- so you're you're right, you're right. <laughs> I guess she would have full control. Uh, but so, uh, Randy retrieves it, and then... Tim kind of sets up this situation where he says, "Okay, well, well, I swore that I'd never touch it. I didn't say anything about you, right. so you." He's pulling oh, like he's demonstrating a lot of randiness here. That, that's well, well. Now yeah, there's a lot right, of us can right. take that. Uh, but no, that is it is his him at his randiest mm-hmm. or it is you know kind of schemiest is yeah. that he's having Randy hold the book open for him. And there's this kind of funny thing where uh, where they're <laughs> where where he and th- this is the thing that's in the bloopers is that. What, you know, Randy's holding the diary and says, Oh, yeah, well, what's, what's in it for me? I mean, I could go tell mom about this. And Tim grabs Randy by the collar and pulls him close and says, If you, if you do that, I'm going to, you know, stick you to the ceiling fan or something. <laughs> and Randy just grabs the book and says, Uh, what about August 1974? How's that sound? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so he starts, uh, so he reads something and says, to, uh, you know, I, Randy starts reading it or, or Tim starts reading and says, you know, Tim, Today I met the man I'm going to marry, and his name is Dan Lyons. And, and Tim goes, who the hell's Dan Lyons? And then the door to the garage gets kicked open, and Jill's standing there and <laughs> goes, he was the captain of the debate team. <laughs> Which, as the former vice president of my high school's debate team, I have to say, good on you dating anyone when you're in a leadership position on the talking
0: club. Uh, <laughs> As much as I loved it, and as much as I learned from the experience, yeah, are you are you advising people to stay away from debaters?
1: Uh, well, no.
0: Sherman <laughs> just short circuited.
1: I I <laughs> saw him reboot. Yeah, you know this is sad. I, the real I wasn't actually seriously considering your question. I was trying to think of a way to make a master debater's joke.
0: Sorry, <laughs> don't apologize to me. Apologize to our listeners. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you are forgiven. Uh, so they, but so she
1: comes in, but so yeah, yeah this is, she's caught him in the act, yeah. caught him red-handed, violating the oath he just made, but she's like laughing about it the whole time. Right. So it's, you know, it's a fun little plot, but I could see this, I, I don't know, when, it, when this first was broached, like, oh, Jill's Diary, oh, other guys that Jill yeah, dated, right. I really was kind of interested in like, yeah, why did you date Tim out of all the available mm-hmm. guys? And this doesn't really... I don't think this really gets to an explanation.
0: Well, I mean, no, but it it gives us some interesting tidbits about how oh, they met. Like, yeah. we find out they met on campus. They went yes. to the same school, which we've, I think, already learned is Western Michigan University. Yeah. Because I mentioned that my dad also went there at the same time that Tim Allen did, but apparently yeah. also Tim Taylor, which kind of plays into that theory that is this a surrogate for Tim Allen that whole... Yeah, his whole life. Yeah. yeah. um, And... Okay, so I, there's a line specifically that she mentioned. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Which I want to, I have a, a MPA, you know, a censorship uh, question for you. But um, she opens up the the page of the diary that mm. where she had met Tim that day. And, uh, you know, he reads it for a second. He's like, now what's this word here? He's like, today mm. I met the biggest jerk. Uh, yeah. Uh, and she's like, I remember when I first met you, you were hanging from the... Uh, the sorority house with panties on your head saying, send out the virgins to wax my loins. Yep. <laughs> ha. Okay. Thought experiment. Uh,
1: in, in 2017, yeah. a, a young man swings uh, off the roof of a sorority house screaming, send out the virgins to wax my loins. Tell me what happens to the rest of his academic career at that institution. He's a white male, so
0: he'll be fine. Boom. Boom. There you go. You have it right. You have it right. (laughs) I laugh, but that is sad. Yes. Um, But I do find it interesting censorship-wise that that line would not have flown if Tim had said that on Home Improvement, Big H, Big I. uh, That in order to get that line across the censors, it had to have been – the writers knew it had to have come from Jill. It, like if he if Tim had if Tim had yelled that out himself, it would have been way too sexual. It would have been way too uh,
1: so. But it's like a secondhand thing said by through Jill. the context of rosy nostalgia, yeah,
0: like, it's filtered down through the ages. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's funny because time. she's remi- remembering it as something stupid yeah. rather than something prideful. Yeah. Um, I just found that kind of interesting. Like, oh, because w- as soon as that line was said, I was like, oh, that's a that's a bold line to say on a nine or I guess it was eight thirty p.m primetime television show. I I love that you even considered it in the context of the show. I was just thinking like, that would be
1: just, just that, that's such an outlandish thing for a person (laughs) to do. I'm just appreciating it in the reality of the show that Tim, Tim acted like that and still managed to land Jill.
0: (laughs) That's why we work so well together, driven because we're thinking on different
1: levels. I guess so. We each, we each cover different sides (laughs) of it. You know, one of us is the Al and one of us is the Tim, even though we're really both Al's.
0: So one other thing we learned from this diary and their meeting and whatever. So Randy had opened up to August 74, right? Yeah. Uh, I would need to go and do some like really finite, uh, investigation here, but I can only assume that Jill kind of skips ahead Mm. to April. She doesn't say the year, but my guess is April 75 would be going from August through flip through your pages. Yeah, I get how years work, yeah. <laughs> so you go understand how books work and yeah. how you go forward in y- the books. Like yeah, I saw the, tra- I, I saw the transition. I know how the books work, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so they met April 1975. Yeah. Uh, which is actually, I think, no, this is the year my parents got married, not met. Um. That's apropos. both nothing well,
1: no, my parents got married in nineteen seventy six oh, so no. yeah, our parents were almost married at the same time. How about that huh um w- were you at home what, was that interesting for you do you, are you glad that you heard us come to that realization <laughs>
0: uh so yeah that I mean so we're getting a little more uh, information out so i I'm kind of in my head I'm painting a sort of like uh seventies ish animal house. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds oh, yeah. narrative that's yeah. happening between like sorority houses and frat houses, and yeah. the the nerd and the Jill being the nerd in this, and the the jock, sure, uh, kind of coming together. Summer loving happens so fast, but yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm picturing in there. They, yeah. it's some sort of um, anyhow. Yeah, the the whole diary thing doesn't really culminate in any way beyond. And I actually think this is kind of a masterful stroke in terms of writing. Um, them kind of rehashing what their first love meeting each other what that's like putting them in the mindset so that they can more accurately help al in his pursuit of greta yes yes the pursuit
1: of (laughs) (laughs) greta-ness um yeah and and then that's yeah after after they've helped um after they have helped Al and Greta kind of get back together after mm-hmm. all of this this kerfuffle. Yeah, uh, they're sitting there in the studio, and she talks about the moment she fell in love with him, which is when she saw him crying during Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, uh, but uh, alas, uh, according to Tim, and also according to you, who evidently remembered this <laughs> line and quoted it at the screen at basically the same time,
0: I, uh, he was crying. For that, by yeah, the way. I will never forgive you. I hate you, those... I, Someone ruined. Uh, up in the air for me not that that's a movie you can really ruin but oh the like, twist ending of yeah, up in the air spoiler alert i'm just giving that out to people who i didn't get this for when well, I, was, I i haven't seen it but it, i statute of limitations go ahead okay well there's a moment when he's going up to a doorstep and the guy behind me in the theater just said oh she's married <laughs> and open the door and you find out that she's married uh and spoiler alert I felt like I did that in this moment, but it wasn't a story thing, it was just a. Line. Yeah, it was one punchline, and I knew that yeah. Tim
1: was gonna invalidate it somehow. So, you know what, Landon, I'll let you off the hook this time I for it, you, you doofus. Um, but what he says is the reason that, uh, that he was crying is because she finished all of the milk duds. <laughs> Which, having had milk duds before, I honestly, I wouldn't weep for a loss of a milk dud. Nope. Now, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what movie snack I would... If someone ate my movie theater pizza, Mm. that would be a different thing. Oh my
0: god, I have bad experiences with movie theater pizza. What happened? Uh, You love pizza. I love pizza. That is the only pizza that I would consider not pizza. Really? Well, at least my experiences with it has just been the most disgusting uh, disc of styrofoam posing as bread with... Hey, Hey, there's grease. Don't don't. Forget I would that. trust me. I, I'm all for Greece. This was not Greece. This was not pizza. Whatever. I'm this not, was not Greece. Hey, you're the one that I want. <laughs> I want you to remember that in six more seasons. There's a very special Do they do, they,
1: do, they do a Grease lip dub on this
0: show? What's the what's the story? Um, gosh, here here we are. We're chewing up the clock. Yeah. Uh, so let's yeah. So let's go into the. I think Greta and now. Yeah, Al. yeah So what's interesting about this is that I feel like their story takes a back seat because they're they don't get a lot of screen time yeah they're not really they don't spend a lot of time together so
1: yeah uh so she returns to tool time yet again after the first day where al is screwing up all the time yeah he goes up to her before the show and like you know after a lot of coaching from tim and very loudly asks her out in front of this large group of audience members and it's just it's basically yeah. you know we should go out. And she says, okay. And he says, great. And then walks away. She yeah. goes, wait,
0: Al! <laughs> when? Yeah. And and then he looks at Tim and his... His, stam- ho- his whole, like, wild man, strong man facade crumbles immediately. And, he's and like, it wasn't that strong to begin with. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. I, 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 well, I can respect his delivery of, we should go out. That was a- that's not something that I would do, but I feel like... Seeing him do it, maybe I could. That was a baller way to play yeah. it. You know, just like, hey, man. This- but that crumbles oh so quickly. The second yeah. she says when, and he's like, well, I don't know. When are you available? Why don't you check your schedule? Get and, back to me. I'll, you know. and, she, and she's like, well, I could do
1: whenever it's convenient for you. If that's convenient <laughs> for you, like, why don't you check your schedule? Yeah. And so then finally, we rack focus to Tim standing behind them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I am noticing what the camera's doing. <laughs> and, and he says, we're having a cookout at my place on, you know, 8. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow uh,
0: night, 6 p.m
1: yeah and, taylor so, house. and so that is the that is the plan then. and this is something yeah. that that see al has come by the taylor house previous to this yeah. oh man we we effed up we effed up on our recap The ba- well no your your recap was fine the point is al has come al had come to the taylor house previously and and to apologize to tim <laughs> yeah there's for a, screwing up a very small scene there yeah, yeah. And, and and jill says oh why don't you have her over for dinner tomorrow mm-hmm. night uh so, but yeah, they, they set this date to uh, get together for dinner at the Taylor House, yeah. this this barbecue. And I'm just, I'm so excited for this. I think it's going to be great because it's going to be Al trying to be cool for this woman. Uh, Randy, uh, you know, is going to be trying to be the fly in the yeah. ointment. Tim is going to be
0: being At this goofy. barbecue, you're saying. At yeah. this barbecue, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm expecting. Like All Mark these, like, is... missed opportunities for the, yeah. you know, squeezing the ketchup bottle too exactly. much. And having it go flying over yeah. Wilson's yeah. fence. Yeah, or like,
1: you know, uh, Mark, you know, Mark precociously says something
0: and gives away some secret detail to her that, that makes her storm out. I was, I was certainly, there was a moment where I'm like, we're going to get an Alan Wilson scene. Oh, that would be, be which I'm sure we have to look forward to. Statistically speaking, it would be impossible for them to not interact. (laughs) But I thought it was going to happen in the scene. Yeah. Alas, dot, 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 back to you.
1: Alas, uh, when there's finally a knock at the door, you see, in in the lead up to uh, t- uh to Al and Greta arriving Tim has been explaining to Jill oh i gave i called al i gave him a pep talk so he won't be nervous i told him that you know that if she tries to this, cuz this whole recurring thing Al's whole problem with women is that he feels like he's so sensitive that when women get to know him they just want to be his friend they yeah, put him in the friend zone yeah yeah the quote unquote which, friend zone yeah
0: which i'm not i don't subscribe to yeah i don't i don't, I don't, don't, I don't believe that Yeah, i don't believe the friend zone if exists if someone Think, if someone believes in the friend zone. They're the type of people that put themselves in the friend zone and yeah. can't get themselves out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think the friend zone is is
1: is something that that people uh, create. So because it's easier to think of it in terms of oh, she flipped a switch in her head to make me a friend rather than yeah, yeah she doesn't like me.
0: It's somebody else. It's it's displacing the blame of your own. Responsibility onto somebody else. Yeah,
1: had this episode come out ten years later, he would have said "friend zone." I think, <laughs> uh, but he so he always has this this issue where he, he his sensitivity he feels like kind of pushes women away. So yeah. what Tim has told him on the phone is, "Listen, if she tries to tell you you're you a sensitive guy, you gotta you know you gotta make a real show of you know show her you got a hairy chest and really like you know show her that you're manly. Yeah, I mean, I'm hurt fr- at
0: the moon and yeah, you know, do all that stuff. Yeah, so he,
1: he so so. Uh, right after explaining that he's told Al all of this, there's a knock at the door and they open the door and Greta is there crying alone and they say, what happened? And so I guess as they were driving up, they're having a lovely conversation and she says, and then I told him that I thought it was nice that he was so sensitive. And he like started howling and he ripped his shirt open and said, look at my chest hair. And then he just,
0: and then I laughed cause I thought he was joking. And then he made me get out of the car and he drove away. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Maybe it's better that my imagination plays that scene out, because I, something about that is really, really funny to me. Yeah. The, their line, <laughs> line in particular, when, uh, when they go to find Tim, so, after all this, the crying or whatever they go to find Al where did he drive off to and he's you know moping on the set of tool time after hours
1: because and as Tim you know he asks Tim how do you know I was here and he says well Al you go one of two places and uh, your
0: mom isn't home tonight <laughs> yeah and uh, so the we'll get into Tim's uh, like little pep talk secondary pep talk with Al about making him feel better but when he's apologizing to Greta one of the funniest lines and out of context to me was, I'm sorry I showed you my chest hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know and why. She, that just, and that she goes, real good.
1: that's all right. I didn't really look.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then uh, a few lines after that, she's like, I like a sensitive man. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he's like, he, he goes on this thing saying like, listen, You got to know something. I I like you as more than a friend. If we're going to do this, you need to know that, that I want this to be something more. I don't want to just be your friend. And she's like, I do too. And Al goes, huh? (laughs) We get our first Grunt.
1: Yeah. Well, he tried, he tried earlier in the episode, like Tim grunts at him and Al goes, uh... Yeah, but then in this, he actually full on grunts. That's yeah. little, that's Al's little arc in this episode. Oh, he's yeah, finding yeah. his inner grunt.
0: This is arc uh, in the season. I feel like. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh. Actually, speaking of grunts, let's go into the grunt count. I, g- that's pretty us? good. I feel like. Can I guess? Yeah, I, I feel guess. like it's very low this week.
1: Well, it's not very low, but it's, really, well, okay. it's not it's not high either. It's about
0: average. Seven grunts. Close. Nine grunts. Nine grunts. I was gonna guess eight. There were well, we still would have been wrong. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but it would have been very. <laughs> I was gonna
1: guess eight, but instead I said seven. Uh, and the real I just went was one nine. in the
0: wrong direction. Is I guess what I'm saying. Ah,
1: too bad, man. You always got to... Yeah, it's the Price is Right rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was nine grunts. Uh, when,
0: when I can't even like picture when they all came out, I, or were they pretty sparsed out throughout the episode?
1: There were. I mean, there was. Tim does a single grunt in the first scene to Which Al. So he's like, Ugh. we we have to talk about the oh, scene with Jill. Yeah, that no, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I don't know there there's some di-
0: dispute with him and Jill over what a grunt means like she she goes Ugh. the way that yeah the way that it plays out she has uh shes has all these spring cleaning boxes, she hands him this box uh to to get him to take it upstairs like as a, an emphatic like yeah you know, take it yeah and grunt says she gives it to him is like you're a man uh, yeah. he's like that's not you you know you gotta ask the question that's not the that's not the language yeah that mean that's the answer we need yeah. the the question which yeah. is Ugh? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she, and she, and, but she, like,
1: accepts that, goes, uh, handing it to him. So, yeah, they're finally codifying the grunt language that we have long, uh, (laughs) that we have long suspected. Yes. Uh, is there. So maybe they're doing, they're doing grunt work on their own, really. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was a low grunt, and it was like I've talked about before, where there's, uh, Tim, you know, does a couple of individual grunts, and then he gets on one tear of, like, four grunts. Yeah. And then I think he has one three grunt series, and that kind of takes us to nine. It's like. The four grunts and the three grunt series gets us to seven, and there's a couple of individual eh?
0: and that that's that. Okay, so you're you're starting to see that there's the, these these preset clusters, yes. and then a few strays throughout the episode. Yes, grunt clusters, which is the <laughs> name grunt of clusters.
1: which is the name of our new breakfast cereal. <laughs> uh, it's part of a balanced uh, breakfast if you drink three glasses of orange juice <laughs> and eat seventeen pieces
0: of toast and have an entire uh, ham. Okay, so getting back into the, the, the last little stretch of this episode here, uh, Tim, we're going to rewind just a, s- a second. Tim takes a crying Greta, Tim and Joe, I should say, to yeah. Tool Time to find yeah. Al, and uh, Tim is like, he finds Al, and he steps over to him separately, um, and kind of like, what what happened? what What's going on? And Al re- reiterates the story of what he did yeah. in the car, but he's so remorseful uh, about it. Yeah. I had a hard time taking anything he said seriously because of his date attire. Which is the tie, the flannel tie on the flannel shirt. (laughs) The flannel tie on the flannel shirt was so freaking funny to me. That was like a brilliant wardrobe joke. The tie almost blends in with the shirt. You almost don't see it. Oh my god, it was so good. I love that. Um, I love
1: that. And also that he's wearing that to an outdoor barbecue. (laughs) Yeah. I am. I'm, no. I'm
0: going to wear I'm going to wear a tie, a flannel tie. <laughs> do you think in the summertime he wears flannels with the arms cut off?
1: Yes. <laughs> and I think that on his eventual wedding day he'll wear a flannel tux. Oh. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
0: I do think we'll see that at some point on the show. But um, We'll find out. I Is guess. that the Grease episode? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know, we've discussed that later epi- later seasons have kind of meshed in my brain. Um, uh, meshed with the movie Grease apparently. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then Tim's, he's, I'm sorry, Al's like super remorseful. He's like, I just wish there's some way that I could apologize to her, tell her that wasn't me. And Tim's like, Oh, yeah, we brought her, you know, hey, Greta, come out here. They make up, uh, and kind of find a, a common ground. They're like, Yeah, I like you because you're sensitive. I'm sensitive. You need to know that I, even though I'm sensitive and a nice guy, I'm interested in you, and that's how I want to move forward with this thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. He's like, Do you like bingo? <laughs> and she's like, I love Bingo, I couldn't tell in that moment if she was being uh, a little pander—I don't want to say pandering—but just a little going like, with him. Yeah, going with the flow. Like, yeah, okay, Bingo well, could be fun. She doesn't come back, so evidently she didn't like Bingo that
1: much, <laughs> or she just didn't like meeting Al's mom, yeah. who we know is also at Bingo. Yeah,
0: or maybe yeah, maybe Al's mom is like a super jealous uh, uh, Norman Bates's mom. Yeah, Kathy Bates. Wait, that would make Al a murderer. Well, you know, we've theorized he's a Russian spy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. We'll have to like in our, our end show, our end of the season spectacular. Orama. Yeah. Orama. <laughs> uh, 2017. Um, we'll have to. A palooza. <laughs> Fest. 98. Um... Stock. <laughs> Any more? I don't think uh... so. We'll have to readdress these theories to see what holds water still and what doesn't. Um But yeah, so then that kind of, they go off to play bingo, apparently, to find Elle's mom, and uh, that leaves Tim and Jill on the set. Dot, dot, dot. They don't have sex on set. It seems like there's no (laughs) indicator that they do, although
1: knowing them, they probably did. And then, yeah, and then we return home for a brief stinger where uh, Tim tries to turn on his souped-up propane tank, and there's a flash of light, and then he walks over to the window smoking.
0: Well, of course. It's the Anton Chekhov rule. You can't infuse a gun into a scene and not expect it to go off by the end of the, the play. Yeah, You can't, on tool time, on home improvement, you can't introduce a propane tank with a... Uh, barbecue set and not have it explode by the end of the episode.
1: True. And and really, the only thing that could have made that better would be if Hank Hill could somehow come out and go, oh, well, what you want to do there is not (laughs) turn the nozzle pressure up so high, I tell you what, Uh, that really would have fused
0: all of my favorite... Uh, sitcoms from the '90s. There you go. Into one, yeah, uh, yeah, and then that goes from uh, that into the outtakes with Randy and yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we didn't address in this episode that you want? I
1: think I think we covered all of it. You know, love is uh, love is a rebellious bird that cannot be tamed. <laughs>
0: uh, the only thing that uh, kind of caught my attention was that at one point, Tim. Dips his finger in the marinating meat. Yeah, that was gross. And you assured me, like, oh, I bet it's cooked. But it wasn't. Uh, then we find out at the end of the episode that he is barbecuing the chicken. And it's chicken, too, which is, I feel like, worse than red meat. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, like, way, <laughs> way worse.
1: Like, you can have your red meat with some pink. You don't want that with your chicken. Oh. Uh, so,
0: Tim, you've got you've got some stomach aches or way worse uh, coming your way. Yeah, uh, at some point in your future. You know, hey, they got that nice bathroom. He's happy <laughs> to spend more
1: time there. Uh,
0: so I guess with that, um, the show notes for this week's episode will be posted, as always, at our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. Uh, on our website, you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter to get uh, notified whenever a new episode is released, which is every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as our <laughs> podcast history has shown. Um and if you enjoyed this week's episode, share it wherever you can. We try to provide as many links as you can. And remember that every time you share it, you show the world what a sensitive man you are, even if you're a woman. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you can follow us on all the social media places, which is at GruntworkPod. With that, Landon, do you know what time it is? It's time to tear open our shirts and howl into the night.
1: Oh. <laughs>